0: Awesome! Yes. Yay!
1: Well, um, welcome, Dante. I am really excited about this conversation that we're having today about health. Um, and I want to give you an opportunity. I know I could introduce you, but I don't want to not do you justice. Um, do you mind giving
2: us who you are? Where are you from? Where, where are you calling in from? Uh, so Dante Baker here. here. Um, Let's see. Right now, I'm living in Oxnard, uh, California. Um, I used to live uh, a couple of different places. Um, up in Northern California, like uh, near Mexico and then uh, down in Long Beach, and before that, uh, in uh, my, my birthplace of Houston, Texas, uh, where I have the uh, pleasure, the honor, of uh, meeting and uh, spending several years um, with that, with us the, when we were back, back in school and our early college
1: years. Yes. So Jonte is an old friend, one of my best friends, in fact. And um, again, I, I always want to call people that I know who are part of my community so that we can talk about the important things. And so, Black health is the number one topic of the day. And um, I thought, hey you're someone who knows a lot about health, and I kind of wanted to get your your view on it. Um, mm-hmm. Earlier, we were talking about how important the mind is in, in terms of, like, keeping ourselves healthy. It's one thing to be mindful about eating and exercising, but how does the mind really play a central role in all of that?
2: Oh, that is actually... Um, really important, like, uh, there's the one, of course, like you guys have been talk, talk, talking about is uh, a person's person is their health literacy and, uh, of course, the, how a person understands uh, health care and you know, how they understand uh, the way that illness and disease um, affect the body. And uh, kind of everyday practices, as well as uh, more um, interventions that can be done to affect their health and um, kind of preserve as well. And uh, definitely um, other aspects of outside of just kind of our practices and our health literacy, um, but actually, but actually, um, I guess like the tendency kind of be a, Well, I guess kind of what I'm getting at, one of I wanted to bring up was uh, the concept of, of, of trauma influenced care and uh, adverse you know, childhood events. Um, both of those pretty dramatically affect uh, um, a person's health. Of course, the, um, the uh, trauma that somebody has experienced in the past or even the intergenerational trauma um, that might have been handed down to them definitely affect the way that people uh, perceive uh, receive um, health and uh, and it has a pretty large effect on their health practices and their health seeking behaviors um, I was having a conversation with with uh, with one of our friends uh, Christian and uh, he was uh, telling me about about how one of his family members uh, mentioned that like uh, what do you say that that like that, like oh bronchitis, uh, uh, runs in our family, and it's like uh, bronchitis isn't like a genetic disorder. Like it can't like run in your family, but because of those the uh, environmental soil, uh, um again health practices like that, like uh, the family has, um, it kind of becomes almost a self fulfilling prophecy, um, if you will. And uh, of course, that's definitely going to be tied to a person's like uh, mental health. Um, and to talk about the, the adverse childhood event. Um, that's uh, a, a health model or a tool that was actually developed by uh, Dr. Nadine Bertrand, who's the surgeon general uh, here in California. And, uh, you know, very smart, very successful black woman. Uh, and essentially what that is. Um, it's a, it's a, 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 an assessing tool for looking at the different uh, events that a person has experienced um, in, in, like, in their childhood that uh, correlates like, to um, different health outcomes. So it looks at different areas like abuse, neglect, um, say if a family member has uh, been incarcerated, and, uh, or if there's been divorce in the family, etc., and uh, kind of takes all of those things in, into account. And uh, the research that she did when she was uh, developing this tool um, do definitely correlate to um, poor health outcomes for those persons that were hired with the use of this tool. Um, they have higher rates of the diabetes of, uh, uh, different cardiac conditions, uh, as well as the shorter lifespan as well. So definitely, um, mental health, both acute and chronic, um, definitely play a role in in my cardiovascular in health. inseparable.
1: You know, I had an inclination about that, but I'm so glad that you like really spelled that out. Because trauma intergenerational trauma and how that informs our everyday actions and and it you know quite frankly I think the word trauma is becoming a word that's used so much that it's it's losing it's it's
0: misused it's misused yeah if you look at if you look at the formal definition of it the 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 implication is that it is a one-time occurrence right yeah 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 so and it's 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 a wound um and then there's a continuation of the definition that talks about you know this the physiological effect of that wound but we're talking Mm -hmm. about something ongoing systemic right Mm -hmm. and i love this conversation about you know the adverse childhood experiences these aces and a broader conversation about the social determinants of health. It's critical. Like, these things happen to you. They follow you. And if you don't know about them, if you're ignorant to them or biased, you'll continue this, and so will your children.
1: Yeah. And and in and in of that, I think that's a conversation that is relatively new in my community. Like, I know in the past... The, the, the feeling towards traumatic events in black people's lives has always been like that happened so long ago. Why can't you get over it? Yeah, no, um, I'm not over it. Sorry. You know, go ahead and pray about it.
0: Oh, just Um, pray it
1: away. You just need to exercise some more, (laughs) you know, um, you know, we don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. And if we could all just move on, that would be great. Um, and all of these things, especially when you're talking about it in terms of, like, how these traumatic events inform our decisions about our own health and our own lives and, and really just change the way in which we, we think. How these traumatic events change that. I, I don't know. It just—white supremacy is traumatic.
0: It's, it really is. And that's what I was going to say. Like, when you said we're not having this conversation— Um, we really just need to apply a very cultural lens to these conversations because when we're talking about even the research and data, you know, the research and development from the angle that we talked about earlier, where we're talking about consumerism, right? Everything is sold. A lot of this is just experimentation in the white supremacy world, right? Let Mm -hmm. me see. I'm going to test this on you. Let's see if you can, you know, withstand this. And it's, it's why we're always tested on because we just have, you know, this, divine setup this dna right and rna but when brother said health literacy it's what we have to do is take what has already been presented to us right the, t- the terms and the information and we need to apply it to our own lives where we are and we need to recreate the conversation based on what we know to be true So, yeah, I do have adverse childhood experiences. My score, I believe, was a three. And I had a wonderful childhood, right? Yeah. But those things affect me, you know? And more so, having moved to Houston, you know, I'm looking at my son's score. It's higher. Mm. And it's because I didn't have community, Mm. right? So these are conversations that we do need to have. And, again, it's not intended to make anybody feel bad. It's not intended to leave anybody out. It's awareness. That is how we, we move ahead. It's awareness. Yeah. You need to know.
1: And like, yeah. So in what ways have you really been, I guess, reorganizing your life to have better health outcomes, I guess, is what I'm asking, Jonte. Like I know that we all experience, I mean, black people all experience this trauma that we're talking about. And so, I guess in in a very real way, like, what ways what ways can we combat that? And and do you have an idea?
2: Mm -hmm. Let's see. So, as you know, just like in like our relationship, like uh, one of the things that I'm always an advocate for is uh, is, is people educating themselves, Mm -hmm. Um, going out the um, looking at the sources uh, of the of you know, information that like either directly affects you or or that you have an interest in, you know, um, you even if it's the information that uh, to, uh, you find agreeable to support the uh, you know beliefs and ideas and knowledge, you always want to be careful of that and. Uh, you know, kind of look a bit more into it and say, okay, like, uh, is this something that is uh, able to be like uh, replicated again? Like, you know, this isn't some um, isolated incident that somebody had that mm-hmm. their um, sort of thing applies to absolutely everybody else. Um, in terms of uh, going to the, like research, really, um, but that. Yeah, sorry
1: i think education education totally education this is yeah, the buzzword. <laughs> yeah today's
0: password oh my god shatana is on a roll <laughs> call her butter ladies and gentlemen golly <laughs> today's password i love it it's it, isn't that what this show is really at the center? Like that is the center of Afrofuturism and AM redesigning how we educate our community so that we can feel so empowered to live accordingly. Right. Education It's education people.
1: So I want to say thank you, Jonte, because I know I can talk, but I really, I really would have never thought about all these things. Like, how our health is really tied to our education. Period. Yeah. How are we learning about these terms? How are we understanding our relationship to them? And how are we taking what we learned and then baking that into the pie? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. That's uh, another one. Baking. Oh my gosh. We're on the road.
1: Yes. How so, how are we
0: making this is pie? And what are we putting on top? Yeah.
1: Uh um. So this is something I want to kind of throw out there at the end of every month, because I'm only on three times a month, you know, every Saturday, three times a Saturday, (laughs) three Saturdays out of the month. Yeah. And then on that last Saturday, I always want to have a workshop where we are really trying to understand and then design Um, because it's 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 something that I don't think we oftentimes sit down to do. Like we hear the information. We might read the information. uh, We might even talk about the information, but then there is a bit of art in it. Mm. (laughs) There's a bit of art because now that we know, um, how can we, how can we reorganize and then implement? And I'm not talking about in some far flung future. I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to go to February and not have, talked about, and then redesigned how I'm organizing my life around health. We're going to do that at the end of this month. So um, I just want to throw that out there. This is um, kind of an advertisement for that. So if you haven't already, please, please, please find Artivism Community Art on Eventbrite. And you will see that I have um, already set it up so that every month we're having a workshop. Um, that's artivis- Artivism Community Art. It's art and activism. That's what Artivism is. Artivism Community Art on Eventbrite. And you know what? While you're at it, you know, if you really want to be thorough, you can go to ArtivismCommunityArt.com. Check out what I got on going on there. <laughs> and then I'm also found, you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook, you know, all the social medias, because um, I'm really trying to meet meet people where they're at. I know we already live on these places, so I'm trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to show up, trying to roll up, you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: and so much, she has so much wonderful stuff. I mean, I, I'm not just saying that cause we know each other, but the stuff is dope y'all. Like when I first met her, I was just like, Oh my God. And she's so modest about it. Like, Oh, this is just what I do, but it's so dope that you just, you need to sit with it. You do like just need to peruse. It's just dope it's just dope I'm biased whatever
1: I love it (laughs) you know I will say that my whole life my whole life I've always wanted to be um in in production in entertainment in art um I'm not a great singer I tried singing I can sing for you (laughs) yeah you know but that that wasn't my calling and i tried a bunch of different routes until i got to this point to where i was kind of like a woman of many skills mm-hmm. you know a mile a mile long and an inch deep yeah um but you know these days especially in the digital age that's kind of what they ask for you to do you know you got to be an artist a producer a, a an event planner a marketing specialist you know do a bunch of stuff do a bunch of stuff yeah. um but it's okay I just got the rest of my life to master this and that's plenty of time
0: anytime somebody let me tell y'all something I wish y'all could see I just posted a picture on my Instagram but anytime somebody can say I broke my glasses but I'm about to reconstruct these glasses and they're (laughs) doper than like come on son (laughs) now everybody when they see Shatana's glasses they're like man those are so futuristic but, yo, this is literally, like, in her DNA. Like, she has that ability. So, I just want to say that again. Like,
1: she's dope. Thank you.